because I come through with the opinions. <laughs> You're the one with the mics. <laughs> Hi, welcome to the Holding Hands and Throwing Fist podcast. I got the mic. And I have the opinions. What's up, everybody? Welcome to season three, episode 10, the X, season X, finale. X, X, X. <laughs> I, I purposely X, 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 X. Yeah, yeah. You did 10? Oh, no, I should have done 10. Oh, I just I didn't want to do three. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. You, you know. Well, another season wrapping coming uh, to you live later. Anything to say? No. This felt really fast. Obviously, I guess because season two was all the letters <laughs> of that. letters? Yeah. But season one was only 10 episodes, right? That's yeah. all we ever committed to. That was over a year ago. So this this flew by. Yeah. Well, thanks to all of you for making it fun to do and to listen uh, along with and stuff like that. For sure. We got like the most feedback this season from more people than like our initial first couple of episodes, which was really nice. Success. Let's do a recap of last weekend, huh? Let's do that. Cool. Actually, it works perfectly that the season finale is now after last week because we had UFC 256, which was the last pay-per-view of the year, and it was awesome. It was a super awesome card from the prelims all the way through to the main event, and uh, we'll give you a quick recap. Figgy beat Brandon M. in one of the fights of the year. More on that for sure later. Charles Dubronx Oliveira defeated Tony Ferguson. We ride in the Dubronx train. We've been riding the Dubronx train. Yeah. More on that later because it was we have mixed feelings. I'm not calling him Dubronx though. What the <laughs> fuck does that mean? <laughs> we need to know what that nickname means. That's our goal. That's our goal. We're gonna All get right. to the point where we can interview him and find out. Excellent. Um, Hoop Loop one. Uh, he. Uh, we're not gonna talk about him real uh, later. So he was getting his ass kicked for the whole fight and then pulled off a heel hook, which is a reminder that leg locks help even uh, even the playing field with better fighters. So that's another way of me saying I could break your legs. Wait. Breaking news. Insert really cool music here. Do Bronx. His nickname comes from the gym. People would see him and say, here's the kid from Dubronx. In Portuguese, that means the ghetto. Oh, that's crazy. All right. Choo-choo. Choo-choo. <laughs> we are on this train. Uh, on this ghetto train. <laughs> uh, Cubby Bear won, showing people he's not done yet. He broke his hand on a dude's face <laughs> and real beat him up crazy. and showed him some real veteran stuff. Uh, Mackenzie fake accent Dern won good for her uh, and then Bellator we totally like I we it was Thursday night and we like I knew it was on and we just didn't watch it which is at least it crossed your mind yeah. it did not cross my mind and this weekend Paul called me out and said I was like <laughs> shitting all over Bellator but I thought I was trying to promote Bellator and I was shitting on them for not doing a better job like i want to promote them i want to do you have high standards well. you have you, you have high standards but high hopes for bellator <laughs> well 
We, we didn't fucking watch. High in the sky, apple pie. Olimale McFarlane lost her belt in a unanimous decision to Juliana Vasquez. Bummer. And uh, Magomed Magomedov won in unanimous decision. I don't know anything about this, but I'm going to assume if you're a season two listener that he just wrestle fucked them. Aye, I like that. Using a new vocabulary word. <laughs> Even though last week's UFC was the last pay-per-view, this week is actually the last fight card of the year. So it's UFC fight night. The prelims start at four. Oh my gosh. Everyone knows this makes me so happy. The earlier, the better. <laughs> um, four is pretty early. That's awesome. It's really awesome. Both the prelims and the main card are on ESPN+. Plus. And even though last week's card was the pay-per-view, I swear there is some name value on this fight night card that like just kind of came out of nowhere and no one's really talking about it. And Dana White's already on fucking vacation. <laughs> well, if no one wants to promote any of their fucking businesses and organizations, I'll do it. <laughs> For a price. So on... <laughs> Bud Light Seltzer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so on the prelims, we have Duran Wynn. We've talked about him before because he's DC's like protege. However, he came into the UFC and soaked a little bit. <laughs> so we are rooting for him, though. Sajara Eubanks is on the prelims and Jimmy Flick is on the prelims. I don't know why this season I've I've latched on to this idea of like, if you have a cool name, we're going to root for you. I think it fits our aesthetic. But it totally does. And Jimmy Flick is just a cool name, right? Hi, my name is Jimmy Flick. Like, I want to get to know you. <laughs> and... I fucking look up him. I look up Jimmy Flick to try to see if there's any <laughs> other information about him that's that's like something we should share because you guys like learning and we like learning. His fucking nickname is even cooler than his name. What is it? He's Jimmy the Brick Flick. I love it. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. From people who live in Brick Park, it kind of makes sense that we would love that name. What's he got on his hands? bricks bib boom bricks and the main card starts at seven on espn plus we have anthony pettis we have jillian robertson we have fuck face hardy marlon marish Mikel Pereira versus Chaos Williams is going Yo. to be fucking crazy. If you want to show that it, that's, that's a show good choice a of words show Chaos Williams has just been getting like crazy knockouts. Mikel is a fucking <laughs> nut job. Like he's just crazy. He's freaking Flash he Gordon. Is flashy and he dances out. So he like his last fight, he was so tired from all the energy he used just walking out to get to the octagon. But it's like it's a good show and that's cool. Um Jose Aldo is on this card Dude. against Marlon Chito Vera. Like that could be the main event. That fight that's an is awesome going fight. to be really good. I know that's probably the fight you're most looking forward to. And like, I feel like we both kept forgetting it, yeah, was, it was for sure. a fight. So it's crazy that it's already this weekend. And then the main event is Steven Thompson versus Jeff Neal. 
I think this is fantastic that the last card of the year, the main event is a fight where we want both to win. Wow. Wow. What a way to end 2020, huh? It's just beautiful. Man, wanting both to win, it's a big deal. Oh, and Bellator. No events this week. Four. No events this weekend. No events this weekend. No events scheduled at all for Bellator. Like, at all. At for, all. For the whole Even future. weeks away. Nothing. Nothing. On their official website. Next events. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Freaking ridiculous. But they had some good news. Yeah, you can you can share this. You were they just signed Yoel Romero, who was released by the UFC. So that's exciting that he's going to be able to probably uh, do steroids, <laughs> come out and fight at two hundred five, make a boatload of money. He's an entertaining guy. So yeah, cool. no, that's cool. And if he wasn't ready to end his MMA career, that's awesome. He was able to sign for another great promotion. He seems like a really like cool guy to party with too. Although like I wouldn't want to get you know like he also seems like he would be a crazy guy to party with. Yeah, I don't want to party. <laughs> like, with I'll, him. I'll maybe pregame with him. That would be fun. And it will. Yeah, have, like, yeah. And then different. when he's yeah. getting like a little too much, send him on his way. Yeah. Speaking of which, I would like to share a Bud Light seltzer with him. Someone once dared me to drink three hundred spike seltzers in one shot, and I said, "Don't you dare threaten me with the good time, Mister. Make it four hundred Bud Light seltzers, and you got yourself a deal." That's right. There's so much going on right now that we brought it to a top five this week. I love it. I love that season three, episode 10 has a top five and not just a top three. It's like numerology, man. All right. (laughs) So number one in the top five has to be what people are calling the fight of the year. Wow. I'm calling one of the fights of the year for sure. Figgy, Davison, Figueredo, Figueredo, (laughs) Figueredo. Had a draw with Brandon Moreno. Majority draw. Happened this weekend. Wild. Crazy fight. We were actually both asleep at the start of the fight, I believe. Uh-uh, mister. <laughs> you were asleep. I was awake eating a cookie from my cookie dealer. <laughs> I'll have you know. <laughs> my, like, eighth cookie. Well, piece of cookie. You had, you had, uh, yeah, you got the receipts. Well, I woke up about halfway through the first round, fell back asleep again. I, I even said, I babe, this is is crazy you need to wake up which usually works it didn't work no but finally in the second round you still kept trying so thank you for that and then i heard of the commentating and then i just literally heard the fight like them kicking the crap out of each other and it was awesome and i woke up and watched the rest it was an awesome fight that i should have rewatched before this episode i was too busy rewatching charles dubronx and tony ferguson three times i rewatched i know i can't (laughs) believe that i don't even understand that I'll get more on that later, but All I just right. want to say that literally uh, Figueroa, like he p- proved that he was a worthy champion, and you know at the end of it, he really wanted both to win, kind of, even though he's a scary guy and he intimidates me, and he's only 125 pounds. He's a scary guy, but what I liked when we watched their weigh-ins is like Mer- Brandon Moreno is 
the nicest, happiest, smiley. like the smiliest. He guy. is definition happy-go-lucky. Yeah. Like just what a sweet man and smiley man. And with their weigh-ins when they were doing their like face-offs, and you knew Figgy wasn't gonna like be anything but his badass self but Miranda Moreno was just like so smiley even Figgy like <laughs> gave him a smirk it was it was really cute that's pretty cool well what's even crazier about his performance is that the, we found out afterwards that the night before I think Dana White released the info in the uh, post fight press conference that Figgy had to go to the hospital because he had like uh, what, what do you call food it food poisoning, poisoning. Yeah, or I don't understand how he could have felt that awful and be so depleted and still go out and fight a five round war that's crazy that people are capable of doing that because people do do that There's, yeah. it's, we've seen it happen like time and time again it's insane that's why this sport is so awesome and that's why we love it i know um so they need to fight again but both these guys fought within a month Right, they fought other people within a month. Then they needed something to headline the pay per view because of whatever else fell off this pay per view. Mm-hmm. I can't even remember anymore. And within a month, they fucking did that. That was insane. And kudos to them. And I hope they both get paid a bunch of money. Yeah. And I hope that they have enough time to heal after that fight too, because that was crazy. Yeah, but let's all anticipate Figgy Moreno two in twenty twenty one faux show. Also, want to say real fast that uh, the draw happened because Figgy kicked. Moreno in the kicked him really really hard in the dick and it was like the third time that he had been warned about different things so and he our boy Jason Herzog nope. wasn't having it no nope. mo oh, you see why we love him so yeah. much and that, that was a fair call all right number two in our top five was another freaking crazy fight on this UFC card Kevin Holland had this crazy round one TKO of Jacare which was sort of sad um it's like so crazy and you can appreciate how talented Kevin Holland is but after Jacare just like he was not right for several minutes like could not stand could 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 barely even get up to sit on the stool it was just I hate that shit um but good for Kevin Holland in 2020 he had five fights first of all that's crazy since so many cards were canceled and all the restrictions and like obviously everything related to covid but he was still able to fight five times and he won five times that's gangster i mean that is why he's got to be in conversation for fighter of the year right he has he he definitely has to be and i and he just has to be because along with that he won performance of the night for three of those five wins that's crazy we we need to rewatch all his fights yeah he and and has fought names too not just nobodies so after he won this fight he called out Hamzat Chemaev for this week he was like (laughs) (laughs) how gangster is that uh, just amazing that that's actually like so as soon as he knocked out Jacare he was going around saying like next week next week so um then this for this episode I had to like look up you know what he said after the fight and whatever and uh Kevin Holland was like interviewed (laughs) saying he he has so many fights because he doesn't say no he has so many fights because he'll text Mick Maynard and say like I heard this person dropped out I'll fight them I'll fight them like he does not care who he fights he'll fight anyone 
or, um, or he was supposed to fight someone else and then that'll change. And so <laughs> the quote I found from him, I was like laughing so hard. So like, George is going to love this quote. Sock it to me. So Kevin Holland said, and I quote, supposed to be fighting somebody else. Still go in there and smoke them. Just smoke them like a blunt. That's what I do. Just smoke them like a blunt. Oh, yeah. That's so funny. So good for you, Kevin Hollins. You have had an amazing 2020. That's awesome. Um, For someone who Dana White like didn't like when he was on Dana White's Contender Series and didn't get the contract, and then to have this turnaround, it's a pretty awesome story. Mm. Um, How he knocked out Jock Ray was awesome because he was basically – uh, he had Jacare in his guard and he punched him while he was getting up like a really basic maneuver but most people don't get punched in that transition and he did it and there's a saying in the mixed martial arts community that I want to share everybody knows it in the mixed martial arts community. wow yeah. thanks for letting us in so I want to make sure you guys know <laughs> I think you've heard it before too whatever but it's like if you punch a black belt once if you hit a black mm-hmm. belt it becomes a brown belt you hit him again again he's a purple belt yeah. A couple more times and he's a fucking white belt. And it's it's sad but true. Um, number three on our top five, I want to get talking about Charles Dubronx Oliveira again. Can't sing his praises enough. We wanted Tony Ferguson to win before this fight, even though we we've did. been rooting for Ch- Charles Oliveira for a long time. It wasn't even a we wanted both to win. We, we, we wanted Tony because we just wanted that kind of that train to keep going. But man, did Charles Dubronx put on a performance? Mm-hmm. He dominated the whole entire fight. All three judges called it 30 26. So it gave him 110 9 round uh, or 110 8 round, sorry. Uh, and then out of like a pool of judges on some website that's online and the people in the media and stuff, mm-hmm. a bunch of people gave him two 10 8 rounds. And some people even gave him all three 10 8 rounds, which wow. is like super rare, super crazy. Um, he basically took him, took Tony down, which is which crazy. is already crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but the way that he did it, because I watched some of Luke Thomas's uh, like dissected thing that he does. That he now it's called technical difficulties, <laughs> which oh, is pretty that's good. Funny, name. yes. Uh, he's like <laughs> two out of the three takedowns were off of kicks. He's just really good at catching kicks and figuring out how to get you down. But not only does he get you down, and this is why I'm so bullish on him and why I like him, he passes the guard. He goes to side control, goes to mount, and he goes like old school methods of control and just keeps you there and doesn't go crazy, doesn't give up any position, doesn't go over the top of the ground and pound. He just completely and thoroughly dominates you, and, I, and it's awesome to see. Yeah. I, like, Tony did nothing, That's which is a crazy thing to say because he obviously lasted all three rounds which is like there's something to be said there but also kind of not because if you're not doing anything and if someone is dominating you the whole time and if people kept saying like tony versus habib will be the fight of the freaking century because uh habib has never fought someone like tony who's so good on the ground it's like do bronx just show that maybe tony is not as good as everyone was saying yeah Yeah. i mean um we didn't even talk about the fact that the the viral moment from that fight was that uh dubronx caught tony ferguson in an arm bar right bends his arm it was disgusting and then he did the readjustment which he put it underneath his armpit it's so crazy tight when you do that his arm was bent completely 
like about to break. Something definitely popped in there. And uh, was that the first round? Ra- the end of the first round, the too. End of the first round, yeah. And Tony, to- and didn't Tony tap. is savage. Did you see he put out a comment about that or whatever on Instagram? Uh, all I saw him say was, "There's no excuses." Yeah, yeah. I mean, his whole thing about the fight was his reaction was cool, but he said specifically about the armbar that his son is double jointed. Yeah. So he's just like, I, I just wasn't going to tap. And he goes, and I just thought about my son and how double jointed he is in his elbow and stuff like that. And I was like, bro, your son's double jointed, not you, son. <laughs> but whatever. Tony sounded good after. I really wish that he fights again. He, he actually said that fighting in front of like, he said fighting post COVID, no excuses, but like is difficult for him. He doesn't know how to time himself to get into like peak aggressive mm-hmm. mode and not having the fans kind of f- is like a bummer to him, which that's interesting. He wasn't complaining about it. Yeah. I, I mean, man, Tony's like a special guy and I know it's a non-negotiable for him, but like as someone who's a fan of his and cares about him, like I really think he could benefit from having like a head coach or at least a coach, not just somebody who just like can't keep up with him and is like a training partner. Type right. Thing, you know, I know. Well, hopefully Tony will like figure some things out and hopefully do Bronx and gets a really great fight next and, and gets his name out there more and makes some freaking money. Yeah. I hope he fights like a Connor or Dustin or someone next. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, so number four in our top five is continuing to look forward to this weekend and the last fight card of 2020 um this is exciting so if it weren't for greg hardy i swear this card would be number one card filled with just good guys (laughs) i'm gonna present an argument i'm gonna present an argument oh jesus christ if this argument is freaking defending him I'm going to say, give him a chance to make this the card filled with good guys. Because maybe he was not a good guy, but maybe he's trying real hard to be a good guy. And you got to let him try to be a good guy. George, be a good guy. you know me well enough to know I don't forgive people. <laughs> Well, I'm talking to my to the <laughs> listeners then, okay? And our All friends. right, listeners, you give him a shot, but I will never <laughs> forgive him. <laughs> so just to shout out some of the good people on this card, um, we have Jillian Robertson, a fighter from Canada. She, like um, Kevin Holland, has like taken advantage of being able to fight as often as she possibly can. This is her third fight in 2020. She won her her other two fights so she is just like moving up the ranks this year currently she's number 12 she's fighting out of att so we are rooting for her let's go marlon cheeto vera is also on this card another good guy who admittedly i didn't know that much about uh who was he fighting sugar did he fight sugar yeah he fought sugar um because i was on the sugar train and i couldn't see past or look at another yeah. train and i was option. like yo she knows she knows cool yeah. cheeto, cheetos 
a Cheeto. And George was was telling me he's really cool. And he is another good guy. He has um oh, and we told you like he and his family dressed up as Scooby Doo and all like oh, all the yeah. friends for Howie. Howie, which was super cute. But his oldest daughter has Moibe's syndrome, which means she has like facial paralysis and it's only like only two to twenty ish kids are affected out of a million that's crazy and he's just like he raises money for that and obviously his family is like dealing with that but he's like just so nice good guy in the main event like there's a reason we want both to win it's good guy versus good guy like who is the gooder guy you can't even answer nope jeff neal has been in the ufc he's won five fights in a row his five fights in the ufc he's won all of them and it was just this june this june he was finally able to quit his job as a server at texas roadhouse even though he was already in the ufc he like kept that job and so what a good guy he didn't even want to quit let's go jeff neal so let's go jeff neal but also let's go booty boy thompson booty boy in the house Run, i mean the booty <laughs> makes him a good guy but two this mofo teaches kids karate he has the patience of a saint to teach kids i mean what a profession whoa <laughs> and and along with that usually after um his fight weekends He's back at work on Monday because he doesn't want to like disappoint the kids and and he needs to get back to work. They're waiting for him. How sweet. So good luck all the good guys on the card. We want you all to win. Yes. All right. I'm going to round out the top five with uh, some not good guys. <laughs> Questionable. Although I'm going to say this. I'm going to we're going to start off with the fact that it relates to Conor McGregor. We're going to give him his uh, his time because he deserves it. Uh, the next pay-per-view, so the first pay-per-view of 2021 is, is Connor versus Dustin, and I can't tell you how excited I am for it. I can't. I think we're both pretty excited for it already, right? Anything that we're so excited for, we're so nervous for, and I am so nervous. <laughs> so nervous, but Connor's been relatively on the straight and narrow. He's been whatever. He's getting ready to train for this fight. It should be awesome. Uh, I don't even know if you saw this, but I saw it on Instagram. So one of the SPGs in Ireland posted a picture at the end of like jujitsu or mma class and they're like we had to close our doors this is our last practice as a team in this place because we can't keep up with paying rent when with everything that's going on yeah the, they then posted a few days later and they were like conor mcgregor our teammate because he's an sbg teammate is taking care of everything and we're gonna continue because of him oh how good of a guy is that to be able to spend money yeah. on local sports and local gyms and stuff like that and his own team like yes. showing that loyalty he does he always so does that. much that we don't hear about with his money with hospitals anything kids related he really like is on top of that is awesome it's just tricky when then he does other things that are yeah. dumb which uh if you remember how 2020 started and it, his whole thing was that he wanted to have three fights in a row due to the whole season he did the first one beat cowboy soundly and was ready to do the next two and then the whole thing with covid happened yeah but also he got like 
fucked by the UFC. They did, like, well, just, that's like, the whole thing. It wasn't even because of COVID. He was ready to fight. Yeah. They, the UFC didn't want him to fight without an audience because they, they really thought that they were going to have an audience by the end of the year. But now, as Dana said in well, his last press conference. When Dana's best friend yeah. is Trump, you almost believe the bullshit. Yeah. Well, he, he finally admitted. He goes, I don't know why. He's, I've, I've said all year that I wanted 2020 to, to be over. Yeah. Like, this shit is going to end next year. Like, it's not. Exactly. <laughs> so, w- whatever. We're just excited looking forward for next year since this is the season finale. Sorry, someone rang our doorbell at the studio, and I, I didn't even know that we had a doorbell at the studio. <laughs> Yeah. So we're looking forward to next year. Connor's going to fight Dustin and hopefully some good things happen. But then Jake Paul had to get involved because now I finally realize which one is Jake and which one is Logan with all this fucking fighting and stuff that, that, that YouTube boxing that they've been doing. He posted a video last night of him being like a fucking jerk and doing the whole YouTuber thing. I literally, uh, for the first time in my entire life, did like some stretching to calm my body and mind before I went to sleep. I had already said goodnight to my mom so that I was no longer going to use my phone. I had turned the TV off. I was going to read one more chapter of my book in a peaceful and quiet setting and get a sound eight hours of sleep. And I go into bed do all of that i close my eyes george comes into bed like could this be any better and then i hear this motherfucker on george's phone fucking yelling totally taking me out of my zen why would you do that sorry it's because jake paul's a jerk he's such an asshole oh my god i never want to hear that man's voice again so he called out connor and now who knows what's going to happen but he also crossed the line with how he was saying he was saying really fucked up shit about ireland and uh connor's wife and all, all this stuff for uh uh so even nate diaz tweeted after he's like yo you better watch it bro because you can't talk like that without fucking <laughs> good without a response or some what shit an, so, just what a gross gross person like there's a difference between like kevin holland who has confidence and is like calling people out and this douchebag i can't with this guy i like we are never giving him airtime again okay that's the deal shake on it shake 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 thank you all right well now <laughs> i don't want to end season season three with uh this motherfucker so why don't we end it on, on a good note yeah <laughs> this episode was brought to you by our friends raymond and monica congratulations on your engagement